0: Hi and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world, sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator and I work with women worldwide assisting them in having an empowering and natural birth experience and to truly claim their birth as a rite of passage. I offer online one-on-one sessions, packages and online courses for the conscious mamas who don't want to leave their birth up to chance. If you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, Then please visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com or connect with me on Instagram as the underscore spiritual underscore midwife. Now, if you love this podcast, then please consider taking a moment right now and leave a review. They mean the world to me and is also your way of helping me reach more women around the world with these natural and empowering birth stories. Together we are changing the birth narrative, one birth story at a time. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Jessica. Jessica is a mama of one from Texas, where she lives with her husband and run a horse training business as well as selling real estate. She loves horseback riding and rode her horses up until nine months pregnant. Today, we will hear about her natural birth center birth and how she, after 24 hours, birthed her baby in the center. But she had a tear. They were not confident in stitching for her there, so she went to the hospital where she was received in a friendly and helpful manner and got the help she needed. And in three weeks after her birth, she was back up on her horse, riding with no issues. The magical healing capabilities of our bodies and especially vaginas after birth is truly remarkable. Are you planning on having a natural birth? Did you know I have lots of free resources for you in the show notes? Hop on over to find what can support you in your preparation for a natural physiological birth. Hi, Jessica, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. How are you mm-hmm. today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I look forward to hearing your story mm. about, um, well, it's a bit of a different story, isn't it? Um, Hanging mm-hmm. out in a hotel <laughs> before heading to the birth yeah. center. So I'm excited right. to hear the full uh, scope of your birth story. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's begin at the beginning. You know, at falling okay. pregnant. You know, did was that a conscious decision by you to have a baby, and just your thought mm-hmm. process about choosing to go down the route of having a birth center birth with a midwife?
1: Yes. Um, so I've always wanted to be a mom. It definitely was in the plan, um, but there's a lot of uncertainty around that, and so I, I'm a researcher, and I decided to kind of get into some things. And I actually had a friend of ours suggest going through a midwife. It was never really in my thought process because I didn't know anyone who did it that way, and that's unfortunate because I had the best experience, um, and I've just been told traumatic stories. and it just, I, how I viewed childbirth before going through this was much different than, than how I eventually ended up viewing it. And then I just went down this entire journey, which I'm sure a lot of women that you talk to um, say the same thing. Um, But yeah, so I, I actually about a year before um, I got pregnant and wasn't really even trying to get pregnant, Um, I went and actually met with uh, the birth center and, um, I, they were super nice and I don't, I I don't think that's very common, but I kind of, I'm like a preparer. So I just did that. And I didn't know anyone that had done that. So I, I really had to, you know, do my research and, and kind of get into some things before I went down that path.
0: Um, that's such a journey to be like the trailblazer of your friendship group like family or community (laughs) and you know you're not alone I think I've talked to maybe two Mm -hmm. other women on this podcast who did the same who actually like before they got pregnant they chose their midwife like Mm they'd already very much consciously uh, gone down that route yeah
1: yeah yes it's very unfortunate and I'm very passionate about like if I get an opportunity to like help other women I do because it's a sensitive subject like you you can't because so many women have been robbed of that. So you can't be like, like I, I have to be careful with that because I, I don't want to make anyone feel bad, you know, about how their experience was. But I just I know a lot of women that, you know, really struggled with, you know, the recovery and, you know, the, you know, depression from all of that. And I didn't have any of that. So I it's very, very sad to me.
0: That's yeah, so I these actually stories met stories with- are so important, you know. These stories are so yes. important
1: for this reason.
0: Mhm. 100%, yeah.
1: Um so I met with the midwife and um they talked with me. I told my husband I was like this is what I want to do and he's pretty he's very laid back. He's very laid back type of guy. So he was pretty supportive um but definitely had some questions and and was a little nervous, you know, about the product. But, but after he started meeting with the midwife, he was very confident in it as well. So we we didn't really have any concerns. And we have a background in animals, like with horses. So I do think that him, he's a horse trainer. So like him seeing enough, you know, horses, and cows, you know, to natural birth. I, I just think that honestly, it sounds kind of weird, but I think that helped him oh, yeah. understand the natural process of birth. Um, cause he, he knew like when I was, you know, going into labor and like, he knew when I was going to have him and when I was just kind of having contraction, like he knew all of that just based yeah. on his experiences with, uh, horses and cows. So that's kind of an interesting <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And what they you know, what people know that have seen animals give birth and that know yeah. animals is that you don't disturb animals, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And they know what protects the physiology and somehow yes. that's been totally lost by the medical profession. A hundred percent. Yeah. I could not agree more,
1: but no. So I, Uh, my friend suggested this. And so I started looking into it and and just decided, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And so, um, we wanted to get pregnant. It didn't take me long to get pregnant. I did like take certain supplements and like really, you know, took care of myself. I stayed active, you know, I, I definitely wanted to like help the, the situation, like, you know, of getting pregnant, but then, you know, we got pregnant and, um, yeah. I had a great pregnancy, honestly. So
0: Beautiful. yeah, it was, so, it was awesome. So coming into your birth story now, you, mm-hmm. um, did you have any early signs of labor approaching for you? No.
1: So I was like 42 weeks and well, I was eight days late on the, the, so my midwife used the, she used my ovulation and she tracked it that way. And she actually gave me an extra week because the ultrasound said I was due a week before. And so she, because in the state of Texas, if you go over two weeks, they want, they they make you do it in a hospital. And so is it it
0: actually, is it actually, illegal for midwives to attend a birth after 42 weeks (laughs) it is it's
1: so in a birth center yes so she she told me that she said you know um we're gonna go off of what i have you know based off of your cycle and the ultrasound came back like a week before but if you would have gone by the ultrasound i was like two and a half weeks late Mm, (laughs) and so um I didn't have any kind of Braxton Hicks. I didn't have any kind of like bleeding or cramping or like nothing. Like I literally thought this child was never going to come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I didn't have any signs or anything like that. But then once I came into um, having contractions, it was about 24 hours actually from pre-labor to active labor Mm -hmm. or to, to when he was born. And, uh, I had some pretty intense pre-labor contractions and my husband kept saying, you're not, you're not close. Oh, <laughs> and that's not a good I, cheerleader, I, is it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he, he, he didn't say, he didn't really say much, but yeah. he, he later on told me, and he, he said like, you're not there yet. You know, like, but i i mean they were intense like i mean nobody's in my body so like i know what they felt like they were they were definitely they were intense um and they were close together and so i kept calling the midwife cuz she kept saying you know if they're um you know if you're well obviously if your water breaks but it hadn't broke at that point but um, she kept saying you know if they're within uh, i think it was 30 seconds or no not 30 5 minutes right if they're within 5 minutes and they last I think more than like 45 um, seconds or something like that then they're you know you're getting closer and you're probably more dilated but mm-hmm. I was having way closer and more intense than that and way longer contractions and I was not dilated yeah so. well that's
0: the thing it, this is the thing that each woman is unique there's no mm-hmm. actually is yes. no blueprint for this is how it women Mm -hmm. labor because we're all so different. And so take us Mm -hmm. back to, you know, the beginning. So where were you when you started having the early, you know, which you Mm -hmm. called Brie labor, the Mm contraction?
1: It started at night, like probably he was born at like 7.30. So it started the night before around that time. Mm -hmm. And I was just at home and I I think that I was sitting there just watching some TV and then all of a sudden it just kind of came on and I was like, okay, this is probably it. (laughs) So, and I had been like trying to kind of like activate, like I, I walked every single day, um, like just trying to kind of push the, not push it, but like, I I didn't do anything like I didn't take anything, Mm. but I was, you know, really trying to keep walking and keep moving. But yeah, I was just sitting there and, and then all of a sudden I bled a little bit and, um, I hadn't bled at all during my pregnancy. So I was like, this is probably it. And I was already, like you know, bloody show pretty late. Yeah. Yes. And that, yes, that happened. And so I called the midwife and she said, you know, just keep an eye on it. Cause you know, their approach is, you know, just rest and eat. And that's the one thing I loved about the midwife is that. I was able to just, I was able to be strong for it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's like, so important to me is staying hydrated and, you know, eating and, um, just kind of doing your normal, normal daily, you know, daily things until you're really ready to go. And I, you know, I did the birth center this time, but I would consider doing a home birth next time because it went, it went really smooth. So, but yeah, so I started started having um, those contractions. And I actually so we, she told me to come in because of how intense my contractions were. So that night, at like two in the morning, she met us up at the birth center and said, you're not dilated. Mm -hmm. And so she actually sent me back home. And then they got even more intense. And I went in again, and I actually spent a couple hours with her during the day. And just was like, you know, kind of bouncing on the ball, I went for a walk, like, but I only dilated to like a three.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: that's when we went to the hotel.
0: Mm. And so, because I
1: wasn't going to go all the way back home, it was like 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. But this is really normal, you know, you know, mm-hmm. again, there's no normal in birth. This It's such a varied range, right? Broad range. Right. Like for some to have a really short first labor, to have someone having a really long mm-hmm. one and anything in between. And, you know, when you say I was only three, like, you'd open three. I mean, right. you were doing things. And um, mm-hmm. that is labor, you know. Mm-hmm. We right call labor or predominant labor that is labor mm-hmm. it's still a part of the process and like not to discount mm-hmm. that as something lesser because it's as mm-hmm. valid it's as powerful you know as you said for some right. women it's actually really intense from the first contraction and for mm-hmm. some it's quite gentle in the beginning and and manageable so we're all mm-hmm. so different we can't tell someone oh no this is your experience like no it's your experience and what you experience right balance so mm-hmm. tell me so you were were you up that night before you went into the the, the birth center again and spent time with her or did mm-hmm. you get any kind of sleep or were they kind of three to five minutes apart uh-huh. from the beginning?
1: they were they were even sometimes less than that mm-hmm. apart i had intense contractions and um but i did manage to get a tiny little bit of sleep <laughs> in between all of that i did But, um, it was hard. It was definitely hard to sleep through that. And, you know, looking back on that, that was definitely tough. And like you said, everybody's body is different. I don't know why mine, I I, I think, and you probably know more than I do about this, but it just felt like he was trying to descend Mm -hmm. and drop. And he just like, I guess my body just had to work, you know, pretty hard to do that. He was a big baby too. That's
0: it, you know. It's like, you know, there's birth is Mm multi-layered. So, you know, it's your body, obviously, you know, your womb, your body, your physical body. It's your all layers, spiritual, Mm -hmm. emotional, mental layers of you as well that needs to go through its process to be ready to birth. Mm -hmm. And it's also the baby's journey.
1: So Mm -hmm. some babies need
0: a a longer birth journey. Mm -hmm. We don't know why right and it's also Mm -hmm. to trust the mystery of like there's nothing right or wrong it's not better to have a short labor it's not a it's not worse a long one it's like whatever you and your baby needed in that Mm -hmm. moment in that birth yeah and and that's why every woman will have a very different birth with every baby Mm -hmm. it never looks oh yeah right because it's not up to her only yes you Mm -hmm. can do lots of things with like preparing your body and you know, mm-hmm. optimizing things, but then you can't plan what baby's coming through and what they need Right the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and I say, I say intense, but to be honest, it is totally manageable and it is definitely like, I mean, I guess women kind of have short-term memory because we, we get through it and then we kind of forget about it. And we want to have more babies. Yeah. It just like, I want everybody to know it's very manageable pain. Like you can definitely get through it. And that's what the midwife and I had discussed. Like Mm -hmm. I, I asked a lot of questions in my meetings and she was very gracious. She's been doing this for a long time, like over 30 years. And, um, she was, uh, what do they call like a grandmother midwife or some, something like that, but she's been doing it for a very long time. And, um, she answered, she was so patient with me and answered all of my questions and would spend like an hour to an hour and a half with me at every appointment. And I would ask her about the pain and she would say, um, it's very manageable. I mean, yes, it's painful, but it's not anything you can't get through. And so, you know, even with my intense contractions, it is, it definitely like I got through it and I, I never one I never had an instance where I was like, I can't do this. Like, I just knew that I could do it.
0: Ooh. Beautiful. So you said you went to the birth center again and you spent some time with her mm-hmm. uh, you found out you were three centimeters and then you decided to go to a hotel.
1: <laughs> yes that was an interesting experience. Um, so we got this hotel, we were there for maybe a total of three hours, but, um, the, uh, so that's where my water broke actually was in the hotel. <laughs> and so we, it was during broad daylight, you know? And so I, I'm literally like walking through the hotel, like after my water had broke, like it was, And then I had to get in the truck and then, you know, drive to the birth center. But that was, that was a little tough, but that was when I, I mean, I was actually really happy that my water did break because I've heard a lot of stories, you know, which it doesn't matter either way. But I was like, that's kind of cool. You know, that it now I know things are really going to progress. So yeah, it yeah. did. It did break.
0: It's showing you that your body's working yeah. and, and, you know, the water's broke. So now probably gets more intense. Mm-hmm. But with your experience, did you feel, was there a difference after the water's break broke for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a difference. Um, it was definitely more intense and it was that when the water broke, it was just like a pop. And then it, Just like, I mean, it was an intense break. (laughs) I know some, sometimes people don't even know that it breaks. I mean, I've listened to, you know, your podcast and I've heard women talk about that. Um, but mine was like a pop, it was really loud and, uh, it kind of startled me because I was like asleep actually when it happened. And then it, then I was like, okay, we got to go.
0: So, what's the time when you're coming back to the birth center at this point with your waters broken?
1: So it, after that it was four hours and he was out. Right. Um, I, I was in the bathtub for about uh, probably an hour and a half. And then, um, I pushed for probably two hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was four hours from when we left the hotel, got to the birth center and he was out. So well,
0: that that shows you, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you were three centimeters. You went and had a rest in the hotel for three hours. And then your body was Mm -hmm. ready to go.
1: Yes. So
0: talk us through, you came back to the uh, birth center.
1: Yes. And I, I, I really liked the bathtub. Um, I ended up not not giving birth in the bathtub and I didn't know if I, I was open to it. I didn't really know. I was just kind of feeling it out, but we got back and, it, it, it was crazy. Cause like I had done so much preparation. Y- you can over prepare for this. And I think I did, um, uh, with it being my first, um, like I had a bag of like everything you could think of. I mean, I, I just had everything and I didn't use almost any of it. <laughs> we got, I was in the bathtub for a little bit. Um, it was just completely silent, which I wish I would have had some music or, you know, something going on like that. But it just, it happened fast after that. Like everything just kind of moved. And I was just kind of, so like, I was really feeling the contractions and I was letting myself, I was mentally just taking them in. And I understood that I couldn't start pushing. I couldn't, like I had to let this happen. And I, and, and she had prepared me for that, you know, just to kind of feel your body through. And so I, that was one thing that I will say that that's hard to do because you get to the point where you're really like your body just wants to push. And, and I wanted to just let my contractions, like you want it to be over, you know, you just want the pain to be over. And, um, so you just, you know, but you really do have to feel the contractions and let the baby, you know, come when they, when they're ready.
0: Do you want a natural birth, Mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby, with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then The Natural Birth Course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com.
1: once I kind of got to the point where I start ready to start pushing, like I screamed through it, like, you know, and I definitely, I definitely learned that the pushing part of the process is it's work. Like it is, that's why they call it labor because it's not like for me, I had to really like focus on it and push and and it like, yes, you, you feel your body doing the work, but you also have to physically do it yourself. What I've learned through this process is just feeling through the contractions, allowing your body to just, you know, kind of move through it. And, you know, the pain is there, but um, it's very manageable. And just understanding that, you know, this will be over at some point, I really think it's a mental game. And I, I, I just really, you know, having, com- I've been a competitor my whole life. Um, I, I understood that like it took a lot of focus and just mentally preparing myself for it. And that's probably just my style of giving birth. I think everyone has their own style. And I think different personalities, you know, handle it differently. But for me, it was just to focus and, um, just understand that this is, a, you know, this is, it's painful but there is something at the end of the tunnel and it it will be over eventually
0: so yeah couldn't agree more it's such a mental game it's so Mm -hmm. important to yeah that's why meditation and having a practice can really help and Mm -hmm. also like faith like spirituality being able to Mm -hmm. actually surrender to the mystery and something yes. you know, bigger than you outside of you going like, okay, I surrender to you. I trust mm-hmm. the process.
1: You know, we're, um you know, strong Christian family. And, you know, that did help me get through it. um Just knowing that, you know, God's got you and he's going to, you know, he's going to take care of you through the process. And, and that definitely, and just understanding the bigger picture here, like you're bringing a life into the world. Like that is yes. so incredible, you know? It's just—it's the most incredible process, and my husband, after it, I can tell you, was like—he was just amazed. He was absolutely amazed at the process, and just amazed that I did that.
0: (laughs) And that's what's so important, like to bring to bring men into the birth space as the witness Mm -hmm. of woman's true power, and then especially having a natural physiological birth, because they will then witness too. This is not a curse. This is a gift and we're portals and you know and we're powerful and mm-hmm. the admiration, and the respect and the understanding mm-hmm. of women, um, this yes. is what needs to happen. A
1: hundred percent. Yes. Husbands being involved in the process is just so great. And they will like after you go through something like that, especially when it's an experience like we had, where it was just us and the midwives and It was just very, very quiet and peaceful and um, just special between us. And I think that that strengthens your relationship and they definitely look at you in a new light when you become a mom and you go through something like that. So yeah, yeah it's, I would recommend it to anybody to go this route.
0: I love that. So you you kind of brought us to where you were like screaming, <laughs> you saying, you know, being very vocal, which I love. And it's, you know, so many women's process of actually roaring their babies out, right in their power. And so Take us to the moment of when you actually feel your baby descending, mm-hmm. and, you know, birthing your baby. Yeah, um, she had like an adjustable mattress
1: and I really did not think that I would give birth in the position that I was in because I was flat on my back. I would have never guessed that in a million years. So it took, you know, I'd never given birth before. So I, I think your first one, you know, your body doing something that's never done. I think I was tight, you know but i was first i was like kind of leaned over the bed and then that wasn't really accelerating things so i was on my side and then i was just straight on my back and that's actually where i gave birth i can remember the ring of fire <laughs> but like it just it was so surreal like i'd never been through that before so i had no idea what to expect you know but i just i definitely remember and they kept saying I kept my eyes closed the entire time. I didn't open my eyes. I'm I'm not really like a medical person. So like for me, it was just like focus, get through it. Like, you know, and so I kept my eyes closed the entire time that I was pushing. Anyways, I remember feeling his head and they are like your baby. Like they were so encouraging. They're like, baby's almost here. And my husband was like in my ear telling me he's almost here. And I, they're like, just keep pushing. And I just remember I... Screamed him out, <laughs> and he uh, he came out and he kind of flew out, which I don't know if that's normal. But like I pushed him really hard out, and Brett, my husband, was like he just like blew out, like onto the bed. <laughs> like, it was kind of a wild process, but um, yeah, he came out and he was. I mean, he immediately cried. There was no issues there. He was healthy. And I, I remember my husband vividly saying, oh, look, there he is. Like, he was just so excited, you know, we got him out and he immediately latched, like immediately had no issues with that. I'm, I'm actually still breastfeeding him. He like, just, he loved it. <laughs> he just never had a problem with that. It was, it was probably like maybe 15 minutes or so. It wasn't very long and I burned the placenta and then everything was fine with that. And I did tear, um, uh, pretty significantly actually mm-hmm. um I had a second degree tear and then I tore like my clitoris so they they were worried they were actually concerned on that one um that they couldn't stitch me up properly mm-hmm. so I ended up having to go to the hospital actually that night after mm-hmm. and the hospital stitched me at great hospital I have no complaints I mean it, it was but it was definitely like that was an interesting experience because, um, I had given birth at a birth center and then I came into the hospital and we actually called my parents and they stayed with the baby. So we didn't have to admit the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my mom and I went up to, um, the hospital room and I mean, that definitely sucked, but like I was deaf, like I was able to walk. I was able to like, and my mom just looked at me cause she had, you know, hospital births and she looked at me and she's like, I just, how are you doing this? <laughs> you just gave birth and you're like, you know, you're walking and you're driving and you're, you know, and I'm like, well, like, you know, I had a pretty good experience, you know? So, but that was, that was definitely like the interesting part of it. And it sounds bad, but it really wasn't that bad. Um, I was back on a horse in three weeks. So if that wow. gives you know anyone any indication that if you tear it's natural like tearing is not like an unnatural part of birth um yeah
0: so uh, i mean absolutely especially first and second degree mm-hmm. which means the first is just the skin and the second mm-hmm. it's just into your perineum just into the muscle mm-hmm. it. and it can be different you know mm-hmm. you know what that looks like some both first and secondary can be very easily healed together as well. If you mm-hmm. can not ride a horse, obviously, you yes. then have to be having your legs closed and being in right. bed a lot. Um, you right. know, for it to naturally heal without stitches. Um mm-hmm. and but when it does travel up, that can be a bit more tricky, like mm-hmm. you had up to the clitoris. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, also a thought in my head is a little bit about. Because it does sound like you really pushed. And that is the thing in the end, isn't it? That both being on your back and pushing really hard can increase yep. the sense of tearing. Being mm-hmm. on all fours, that just opens everything up and just softens mm-hmm. everything much more, especially the tissue. Even lying right. on your side can just bring your tissues much mm-hmm. more blood flow in the end. So just for anyone listening and you know, for the future reference that you know there are positions oh, yeah. that can be better when it comes to reducing the risk of tearing um and obviously that thing about your baby just shooting out yeah that can be a contributing factor <laughs> right that just your tissue goes like oh, right. you know, whereas that yeah. like, like trying to do it slowly has them, um, you know mm-hmm. has its merit in preventing tears mm-hmm. but at the same time when you tear naturally compared mm-hmm. to an episiotomy which i very much um oh yeah i think is extremely unnecessary in, in 99.9% of the times mm-hmm. it's performed when you do tear naturally the fibers the muscle fibers can then come back together naturally that's mm-hmm. the clever thing about our beautiful body she heals and our vagina mm-hmm. it, you know when you bite yourself in the like the tongue or your cheek right and it heals so mm-hmm. quickly like first you go like ouch you know but then the day after mm-hmm. like you don't even remember it because it's healed like it's Right. Oh, so quick, mm-hmm. the vagina is the same, if not even better at healing around pregnancy, or I mean, around the birth time, because yes. nature is clever. She's it so is. clever. She knows mm-hmm. what we need. So, you know, mm-hmm. anyone being afraid, because I know that's a big fear of so many people, like tearing. And just mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, you know, it does happen. And most of the time, it actually can heal really well mm-hmm. by itself. Sometimes it needs a bit of stitches when it is a bit more complicated like you had a bit up to your clitoris it mm-hmm. is clever to go into the hospital because a midwife at home or in birth center definitely can stitch um the degree mm-hmm. one and two but right uh, they don't have that like the bright lights and the maybe the equipment like the or mm-hmm. you know getting really in there mm-hmm. to the degree that if you have a third or fourth degree or a very you know a bit of a funny one like definitely. maybe you it's just mm-hmm. better to be safe than sorry and actually go and get some proper stitches done in that mm-hmm. case. But again, it's all up to the woman as well. You know, anyone listening, it is up to you whether or not you want to have stitches or, or not as well.
1: It is. And and they like, were very much like, this is your decision. Um, You know, like they were not pushing anything on me. They just said they had concerns on that one. And so we just made the decision to, go to that hospital. And it was, you know, they actually told me that they allow midwives in that hospital. They're more like hospital midwives. Now she, the, the nurse was really nice. And she did tell me that like, if you go into a hospital system, you're more likely to get the epidural, you know, even if you're using a midwife, cause it's just there. And, and I was, I wasn't going to go through a hospital, but I did like that hospital, you know, compared to other hospitals and they they were very nice and treated, you know, treated us very friendly. And, and, you know, she was, the nurse was super awesome. Like she was kind of explaining, you know, like on breastfeeding and things like that, you know, like they were just very helpful. So, That's
0: you know, that good. was, that
1: wasn't a bad experience at all.
0: Yeah. There's um, some lovely people that works in hospitals and, and it's really important yeah. to remember that the institution itself and the system itself mm-hmm. is not woman-friendly, but within that system, you have so many midwives, nurses, and obstetricians yeah. that are woman-friendly, that do want to, mm-hmm. you know, really come from a caring place and that are very much aware of the bad practices of the institution mm-hmm. and so on and so forth that want to protect you within it. So it's important to mm-hmm. acknowledge them. You know, I've been one of them. You know, it is It is yeah. not mm-hmm. all... You know, black and white. And it's, yeah, there's some beautiful places mm-hmm. around. I know some obstetricians that are amazing and women centered yeah. that will, you know, do water birth breaches and will do lotus birth at a cesarean. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some amazing practitioners out there. And it's important to remember that they exist as well and to honor them in the system mm-hmm. that can be very hard on them as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I even had an obstetrician uh, who's a head of obstetrics at a big tertiary hospital. Mm-hmm. come to one of my workshops about the sacred art of space holding in birth mm-hmm. so things are wow. shifting you know there are mm-hmm. there's more awareness even in professions that you feel like generally can hold such a um, mm-hmm. opposite view of birth there you know it's changing mm-hmm. yeah
1: I do yeah I think that people's eyes are opening a little bit more I definitely get a sense of that and that's a good thing, especially in the medical field, you know, seeing people and like I've talked to you know different nurses that I don't know if like they they would go the route that I went because you know they're used to the hospital system, but they do believe in like more of a natural take on things. like I have a really close friend of mine that you know has gone through um birth, you know, in a hospital, but like more of a natural and no inductions or anything like that. Now, I wanted to go all the way and go one hundred percent natural because that's just. I just believe that's the best way, but if we can move people more in the direction and, you know, be, you know, people are more aware of, of what are, what we're actually meant to do, um, and just more aware of, you know, not even just issues with birth in the hospital system, but just issues in general, you know, I think that's the first step and hopefully people understanding that more. And I'll say too, like going with a midwife versus like a doctor, like. I want to go with a woman that understands what I'm going through. Like I would not want a man to, to deliver me. And like my mom said, she you know she had um, male doctors that she loved. Me personally, I just I wanted a woman to to go through that process with me. Cause it is definitely like it's a woman's world, you know. The birth, you know, going through birth, and you know she was just so understanding and and kind and patient, and she knew what I was going through.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. Go mm-hmm. me why. So, yeah. if you had a first-time mama in front of you right now <laughs> who's about to have her first baby, and she really wants a natural, empowering birth experience. What advice and and systems would you give to her?
1: Well, I would say try to find somebody that's gone a natural route and have conversations with other women. We need to have conversations anyway. I would say that's my best piece of advice, but also do your research and take the time to understand the process. Like I made myself actually watch birth videos. And just know. And I watched hospital births and I watched, you know, natural births and and understand what you're about to do, because I do think preparation is important. You can't prepare, but having knowledge and preparing for, for it mentally is definitely I mean, you have nine months to do that. Um, and I definitely think that that's important. Um, and then just just knowing, like really, truly knowing that this is what you're meant to do. I mean, this is we're women. This is it is a rite of passage. Mm. And I I think it's sad that they're taking that from women. I really do. But it it is like it's empowering. Going through the process naturally is definitely empowering. And at the end of it, you will feel like you can do anything. Because if you can get through that, you can do anything. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> so it's is...
0: motivating. Yes. It is, is motivating. So powerful is <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I feel like the, you know, the natural birth movement, women reclaiming birth as a rite of passage will change the world.
1: It really will. And it's just like, if you have goals for yourself, if you have things that you want to accomplish in life, like I'm a very goal you know, driven person going through this helped me in other areas of
0: my life as well. So I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute honor to hear your story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please consider sharing it. Leave a review or make a contribution on our Patreon page. And if you want to connect on social media, then find the podcast on Instagram as The Natural Birth Podcast. Thank you for listening.